Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast with me, Conor Whiteley. Psychology student and international best-selling psychology author of over 30 psychology books, bringing you the latest psychology news, fascinating psychology topics and more each week. If you want to learn more, then please check out connorwhiteley.net forward slash books. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube video or follow on your favourite podcast app. And here's the show. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 212 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Con Whiteley. And today's episode is on what are psychology placement news and what are the benefits. And it is Friday the 16th of June 2023 as I record this. So this is an absolutely brilliant podcast episode that I am so excited for. Because we're celebrating the release of a brand new book called Year in Psychology. A psychology student's guide to placement years, academia and more. So I absolutely love this book and I've been waiting so long for it to actually be released because as you know, if you're a long-term podcaster or listener, I did a psychology placement year. This was basically a year's work experience in an academic setting. I loved it, it was brilliant, but I've never really gone into too much depth about it on the podcast, but it is a great book, actually goes into the reflections of it. So you can actually see like why I did, why I did it and how I found it. And believe me, it contains tons of tips for you if you're a psychology student, you really actually do need to pick up this book because I do contain a lot of academic writing tips and tips for the future. So definitely check it out. But in like today's podcast episode, I'm more just in like introducing it and I'm pretty sure this is the first chapter that I'm actually going to be telling you about. So what you've got that to look forward to in the content part of today's episode. So moving on to the psychology news section, we're reading from the British Psychological Society Research Digest. And the first one's really interesting. Rather cool, really interesting. Age bending virtual reality unlocks hope for the future in young users. Throughout history, young people have battled against the status quo to drive all kinds of important social change. They are often cast as the key to resolving some of the world's longest running conflicts if only older people would get out of their way. However, a new paper in scientific reports suggests that this stereotype might not reflect reality. Studies led by Beatrice S. Hessler at Israel's Richmond University found that the younger generations actually had less hope for peace and were less consolidatory than older generations. Rather than being the roots out of long-term conflicts, younger people actually seem to be perpetuating them. However, the team also finds a far-out way to, to address the problem, using the art to put younger people into older generation shoes. Okay, so that's really interesting, and I do understand. I actually do understand this a lot more than people think, though, because... Again, this podcast is not negative, so I'm not going to talk about the negative here and why I think that young people are less hopeful. 
like I've already admit, I don't always feel that hopeful about the future because of various reasons, which I'm not going to talk about because, again, this podcast is positive. I never want to be like a sad um, person. So I'm actually going to focus on the hope here. So the hope is so that if virtual reality can actually make people more hopeful, can make the younger generation who, let's face it, we do have all the power. Yes, um, institutions, etc., etc., all the positions in power are done by the older people. But protests, even though that's basically illegal at this point in like the UK, um, that can all be done by younger people. And if you look historically, all of the greatest changes, yeah, well, like changes, have actually been brought about by protests, civil rights, the women's vote, etc., etc. So yes, I will not lie that um, protesting. In, Protesting is basically illegal now in the UK, in, in like all whatever name. That's just one egg black sample though, because at some point the younger generation of like today will have the positions of a power. So if we can create younger people that have hope and actually can actually manage that hope and keep it for the long term, then when they do get into these positions of a power in some way then that hope might actually bring about change instead of just like perpetuating these factors. But the first thing about throughout history, younger people have a battled against the status quo. I think sometimes, yes, I'm not picking on anyone, but I know in my life experience, it's the older generation that are more of the status quo. Like we can't change anything because if we change anything, then the world's are going to go to pot. Well, well, that's definitely based on my experience. So I definitely think that we can't rule it out, obviously, because, because sometimes the older generations are quite like stubborn. But then I think there are other factors besides age, like your political orientation and stuff like that. So interesting. And I think we do need to build this sense of hope, because hope is the key to the future. So uh, moving on to the next one. Hindsight bias creates the illusion of doomed relationships. Sometimes the intimate end of a relationship seems pretty obvious. Cheating, a change of priorities, or just the lack of the spark of all the pretty identifiable red flags that the end is nigh. Other times a breakup sneaks up on us and we're left feeling blindsided. The point at which we realised that things were coming to a close, however, can get a little blurry after the split. The sense of knowing time is up for a relationship was the focus of a newly published investigation by a team from the University of Wisconsin Air Claire. Though some of us claim it to be good at spotting when things are coming to an end, the team's findings suggest that we have a tendency to feel like we knew all along that a breakup was on a horizon, but only after the breakup actually occurred. And this actually reminds me of something by Duck and Someone. This is a relationship model where I talk about in my book, Psychology of Relationships, and it's actually really interesting though. And stage four of this model is that it's that both people in the partnership or the friendship actually prepare um, lies and basically stories to try and save face. And I think that this is part of it because let's face it, 
I can't speak from my experience here, but I can only imagine, and I've heard it from people, that after you've broken it up, then you really don't want to look bad though, and you want to come off as clean as this as possible. So the idea that you create a story about, so that you knew exactly what was going to happen, you were fine about it, and that you weren't happy about it, but, but you could see it all in hindsight, it's actually a fairly good way to actually come off of it quite lightly. But to be honest, in like a reality, whenever relationships change and end, whether it's a romantic one or friendship, we never know when it's actually going to end, and sometimes they do just end, sadly. And the final one is a really short and rather cool. Also on the web, experts in a human vision in Cardiff and Bristol have investigated a local bike lane that commonly trips pedestrians. The findings suggest that although the lane complies with current government guidance, an optical illusion produced by light and dark patches on the lane surface is to blame. And over in the States, CBS News is, is highlighting the need for greater diversity amongst therapists. According to the APA, 80% of the US psychological workforce is white. Guests argue that more non-white therapists are needed to accurately reflect the diversity of the country. But to be honest, because they're very short articles, However, there isn't a lot for me to actually say there. Like, like I said, that yes, that we do need a lot more diversity in, in the psychological workforce, especially amongst the therapists, because in like the UK, the psychological therapists are mainly white, middle-class females. Again, nothing wrong with like, the group, but it's definitely not ideal when you come to treating men, and basically anyone who isn't a white middle-class woman though so we do need to increase that and you so like that a problem and then also though like about the optical illusion very interesting and to be honest because i'm a very cruel person <laughs> i think it would actually be quite funny to see someone like film this though where like someone actually walking up to the um, pedestrian bicycle lane and actually see someone trip <laughs> a trip there like because of this optical illusion so just a bit of like fun there so that's enough the psychology news section so let's move on to the personal update so we're moving on to the personal update it is officially the time of year when i have to be a lot more clever about the times i record this podcast because of course it's basically the middle of June, middle of summer, and it gets really, really hot in the UK. So I have to be very careful about when I record this podcast, otherwise it becomes unbearable very, very quickly. So I thought, right, it's in the evening, it'd be fine, I won't get hot, I won't get um, sweaty, and I won't feel like I'm dying inside. Well, I might feel slightly better because it's 5 degrees cooler than it was in the middle of the day, but it's still really, really hot, so I've just had to have my fan again though. So the challenges of recording a podcast in the 21st century. <laughs> but some more like relevant news, um, this week has like, been great, I've not been doing a lot of like relevant stuff, so... I won't actually tell you about it, well, about it like too much. I've been having a lot of fun on projects. I really, really am. I absolutely like 
love this. I'm preparing to go to Oxford like later in the month, so I'm getting like the podcast ready like for that. And I've been doing like, lots of kayaking like this week. So if you want to see photos, definitely go to my Facebook page at Connor Whiteley Psychology Author or Connor Whiteley Fiction Author because I've put up like photos there and all photos there. And I mean, like, I'm not a photogenic person. By hell am I not photogenic? Like, I absolutely hate photos of myself. But I've actually managed to take some quite nice ones, <laughs> which is a massive change. <laughs> and as always, I always absolutely love to hear your thoughts and feelings on today's episode. So you can just email me, connorwiley.net. You can always leave a comment on the show notes at connorwiley.net forward slash podcast. And you can always leave a comment on the Facebook page at Connorwiley Psychology Author. I absolutely love to hear from all of you because it really helps make the podcast feel more like a conversation. And today's episode has been sponsored by A Year in Psychology, a psychology student's guide to placement years, academia and more. So this book, as I said in the um, introduction to today's episode, is a great book. Loved it because my placement year has helped me so much. And even though... I wrote it like a year ago, or to be honest, I actually don't know when I wrote it though. I still 100% stand up by it because my placement year was so valuable. It has helped me so much with my academic writing, with my relationships, friendships, and so much more that it is on that. To be honest, I'm willing to say that it changed my life. And this is why I love placement years. I'm so passionate about this topic, and I hope you can hear the smile in my voice because. This was amazing and it, it was so, so needed, this placement year. So I'm really grateful. And if you want to see that sort of passion, well, where that interest and what it actually in abode, definitely check out this book. And it does actually contain a lot of uh, useful tips, tips that were for psychology students and basically anyone who were, is doing a psychology degree. So really, really useful there. So that is a year in psychology. Available on all major ebook retailers, and you can buy the paperback and hardback version from Amazon, your local bookstore, or local library if you requested. And you can buy the ebook directly from me at payhip.com forward slash con whiteley. So, whilst buying books helps to support the editing and the creation of the podcast, my time in the creation of the podcast is sponsored by my wonderful patrons and there's always an absolute massive thank you to my wonderful patrons because your support helps me to know that you like the show and you want it to continue and if you wanted to become a patron of the show and to get lots of other like great benefits like early access to a blog post and more behind the scene footage then you can definitely check it out at patreon.com forward slash the psychology world podcast. So that's now the personality. Let's move on to the content part of today's episode. So moving on to the content part of today's episode. So we're going to be talking about what is the psychology placement year and what are the benefits. This is an absolutely great episode that I really, really loved. Great book though, so I'm going to be reading from a chapter of the book. So let's dive into it. What is the psychology placement year and what are the benefits? 
I know that universities never explain what a placement year is very well, so I wanted to explain it now. A placement slash placement year is a year of work experience between your second and third year of a university, where you work in a certain setting or place for at least 30 weeks, and it always has something to do with your degree. For instance, some example of a psychology placement would be Working in a mental health service, like the UK's NHS, doing psychology research at a university, working in a human resource department, and that's more for like business psychology students. There are plenty more settings and environments that you can work in as a part of your placement, but all you need to remember is a psychology placement is a year or 30 weeks of psychology work experience which is a brilliant for the reasons I'll mention in a moment, but I wanted to add that there will be some coursework to do as part of your placement. In my egg experience, there were two main pieces of coursework, a series of reflections that get you to reflect on what you've learned, what you want to learn, and how your placement is helping you in your personal and professional development. And that's basically where the book actually came from. Because what the book is, is that it's an expanded version on, of uh, my coursework. But of the course, the really honest reflections, I will not be sent into the university. That's just for you as the reader. Believe me, there are some honest ones there. <laughs> then the other part of your coursework will be some sort of research report that you have to write. Now, a lot of uh, students, including me at first, hated this, but this is actually great and it gives us a massive advantage over other students. For the sole reason that when we get into our final year, we will have an extra year of affecting how to conduct and write research to a high level. Again, that's, that was actually another great benefit of this year. Meaning our dissertation should be easier because we could have extra egg experience researching and uh, writing up a professional report. As well as another great thing about placement coursework is that it's pass or fail, meaning that there is no harsh grade that could influence your final degree marks. Now I will admit there is a caveat of that because that's what I knew back then because back then when I wrote this book the university was very, very adamant, like, this is pass or fail, you will not get a grade for this. And then a few months later, I found out that I did get a grade for it. I got um, a 78, which I was amazed by. So, to be honest, this does actually impact your final grade. Because, personally, I sort of think this is easier than a normal year at a university. Make sure you take advantage of that. But again, when I wrote that, I, didn't, I did not know that. In addition, you might have to do a poster presentation on your placement that explains what it was like, what you learned, and more. That is a piece of my coursework, but because I'm not at that stage yet, I'm not including it in here as a major piece of coursework. Of course, depending on your university, you might have other pieces of coursework, or there might be slight variations in what I have explained, but as we're everything in this book, this is my experience as a placement student. What are the benefits of doing a placement? 
in case you have brought this book to an investigate placement is as an option or you know what you will want to do one but you want to learn more for the rest of the chapter i'm going to be explaining the great benefits of the placement opportunities so this is where i can be very honest because the massive problem with a university is that they teach you a lot about theory and a lot of practical things with essays, assignments and, and exams. Basically things you never do in the real world. But they never ever give you real world experience. And that is sort of the downfall in many degrees. And the downfall I do say lightly, but it's still a downfall. For example, when I chose to go to university, I knew I was only ever going to do a real degree. And of course, I said that in air quotes because I don't really mean it. And by that, I mean, I was only going to do a degree that had a job at the end of it. Meaning that there was a job I could only get because I had a degree in the subject. And that is why I chose psychology. Because you cannot get a job in psychology without a degree. And the exact same goes for subjects like medicine, law, all the sciences and more. However, even though I chose a degree, that means I wouldn't have to fight, in air quotes again, off non-graduates for a job. All psychology students would have to compete with each other for the jobs and postgraduate opportunities. As after you get your degree, you are about one in thousands with the exact same degree. So how could you possibly make yourself more attractive to employers or and universities? Experience. Everyone wants their experience these days and that is a massive benefit that you get from a placement. Since placements will allow you to work in the real world, develop new skills and learn things that a classroom doesn't teach you. Because since I started my placement, I've learned more about certain modern topics that the psychology classroom won't teach you and my academic writing has improved dramatically. Believe me, it seriously did. <laughs> As we all know, university just assumes you can write academically. Additionally, another great benefit of a placement is that you can use them as testers. As you can go on a, a placement to somewhere and test out how you feel about the placement and if you can see yourself working there in the future. For example, you might think you love working in a child mental health setting as part of your clinical psychology degree, but when it comes to your placement and you work there, you realise that you hate it and you vow never to work in that setting again. That's great. As you've used your placement to find what you like and didn't like, as you can avoid making the same mistake with your real world job in the future. And as we can guess and probably know, it's a lot harder to suddenly change your mind and change jobs in the real world. So it is best to make a mistake, and that massive air quotes, in uh, choosing other jobs now, then in your future, when you could potentially be stuck in your chosen setting for longer than you want. Overall, I do actively encourage everyone to do a placement year if they can, because it can give you amazing work experience that will help you with the job market after university. Of course, having a placement year and a work experience doesn't guarantee anything, but it will help. 
and that is what we all need. But why did I choose the placement? And that's what I actually leave at that chapter. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and placement news. I love them. I cannot recommend them enough. And I really did pour my heart and soul into this book. So it's got tons of great stuff. If you want to know more about me and my own psychology journey, definitely check it out. It's really, really useful. Speaking of which, if you know anyone who would find today's episode useful, then please share it with them. I'm always really grateful when you wonderful people help spread the words out about the podcast. And definitely check out Year in Psychology, a psychology student's guide to placement years working in academia and more. Great book available in all the usual places. And if you want to become a patron of the show, then you can at patreon.com forward slash the psychology world podcast so have a great day everyone and i'll see you next time thanks for listening today i hope you found it helpful please remember to like the video and subscribe to the the youtube channel and follow the podcast on your favorite podcast app And if you wanted to learn more, then please check out the backlist of the podcast episodes or my books at conwhiteley.net. So have a great day and I'll see you next time.